Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juvo Hub podcast, your helping hand in property management education. And I'm your host, Jonathan Saar. With me today is my co-host, Mark Howell from Howell Creative Concepts. Good to see you again, Mark. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. Today, we are talking about change management. We have a special guest who has been willing and made himself available for a series on this topic of change management. Uh, the point that we're going to focus on today is building cohesiveness. So Dave Sayers from Cortland, the Senior Director of Talent Development. Thank you for being on the show. Welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. First, uh, Jonathan, Mark, thank you for having me and Corlin on. We're super excited to share this with each of you. Um, for myself, of course, as mentioned, I work at Cortland, Senior Director of Talent Development. Uh, we focus on the training and leadership development for all of our associates across the Cortland family, being about 84,000 units strong and based in 20 primary markets in the United States and a large presence also in the United Kingdom. So through that, we've learned really um, how to start to adopt change management in our organization, because just like I think a lot of people listening in on our podcast today, they're probably going to be in that same boat. They're like, man, we have a lot of initiatives that are going on. How do we really embrace these initiatives and how do we change this from something that's long lasting versus the flavor of the month? You know, and just like a lot of people listening on the call too, it's, you know, it's going through those those pain points and saying, how do we properly do that without really disrupting the innovation that we want in multifamily? And that's super huge because, you know, I think a lot of us really are saying that we're the best of the best at what we do. And it's how do we go about doing that? And if we're going to be innovators, let's not lose the space of innovation, but also properly manage the change in the organization. Because I think one of the things that we always need to look at is how the change affects all of our associates and especially our associates yeah. who work on site you know day in and day out they're taking care of a lot of people in a lot of situations right we like to classify them as quote unquote residents right but it's it's people and those people have lives and their lives are affected by the things we do at the community and so if we're running a lot of initiatives at those communities and we have a lot of pool mechanisms for those associates they don't know what to balance and they miss out balancing on the resident needs. And that's the most important thing we can do. Because at the end of the day, if our residents are not happy, they're going to talk with their ratings and they're going to talk with their fees. You know, so we want to make sure that we're ahead of that game. And so one of the things we did when we looked at um, change management in the, in the organization, and we'll talk about this over the series, is the first thing we looked at is how do we really build cohesiveness across the organization? to understand what that looks like. Because I think that's super important. If you don't have everybody in alignment, then it'll just fall apart like any initiative that isn't in alignment. So I think that's where it's a great place for us to start. Absolutely, I love it. And thank you for bringing that overview. I know change management, mm -hmm. you know, for maybe some of our listeners, it's it could be a new concept. It could be a concept that they've struggled with uh, and or maybe they've had some success, but are, are looking for some valuable, you know, experience like what you have and what mm -hmm. they can make some adjustments to, you know, because yeah, it, it's a that's a, it, the word change is just by itself is scary. You know, never mind adding another word to the phrase <laughs> change. Yeah. 
management. You know, what are your thoughts, Mark? Yeah, listen, I think change has been a very valuable topic these last few years. Um, we've all been forced into some kind of change, right? So I love it. I'm excited to dig in a little deeper with you guys, Dave, see how you have been able to handle change management inside your organization. I know with just systems, property management in general, the systems change can be very daunting and complex for most people. Uh, but yeah, I it changes. Look, it's never going to go away. It changes inevitable. Yeah. You always have to be sort of prepared for things to change. Yeah, I love that you said that, Mark, because it reminds me of uh, the old movie, The Matrix, where they actually that's one of the quotes they have. Change is inevitable, <laughs> yeah. which is so true. And how we all embrace that is different. You know, for some things, when we look at change, it's easy. We're like, OK, we're going to make this change. Everybody's like, OK, that's cool. Let's do it. And we move forward. And then there's sometimes when we think as an organization, it's an easy change that our associates should be able to embrace, but they struggle with it. And those emotional triggers that they have fight against the flow of the change that we wish to see. Mm -hmm. And so what we'll talk about through all this too is really starting to identify the behavior changes that we want to move the company forward, right? In any organization. So if there's certain things you want your associates to be able to do, you've got to be willing and be able to embrace change management to help get them to that point. If not, you'll be fighting an uphill battle, right? Or it's like a fish swimming upstream. Yeah. You may make it, but it's going to be a, a hard road. Lots of grizzly bears along the way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good points. I love it. And, and I think this applies. And again, just for our audience, whether you're a smaller property management company with a uh, smaller staff, or as, as Dave, Dave mentioned, you know, Cortland, it's, it's big, got a, a lot, a lot of employees all over the world. It, it applies everywhere. So looking forward to, to really diving in. So, okay. So let's, let's dig into that now. So today's yeah. focus is on cohesiveness. Now, Dave, mm -hmm. you shared with us that there are six keys to building cohesiveness. Let's focus on the first one. Everyone must agree. What are your comments? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now I, I tried to keep it to six keys because I could probably fill out 30 keys around this piece and it, it would be a lot to cover. Uh, but when we talk about everyone must agree, I think there's a need to understand that change management has to start from the very top of the organization. So if that is your CEO, your COO, your EVPs, et cetera, whoever that is, those folks have to agree that there's a fundamental need to embrace the 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 good points and honestly, the challenges of change management in an organization and to be okay with that. And again, not to stop innovation, but to help make sure that things are rolled out sufficiently. And that, that's the main piece, I think, when we say everyone must agree, that has to start with everybody. And we'll talk about some of the things in our series on how you can help make sure that that change management conversation always carries forward. You know, because even at the top, if the, the leaders agree, but if the people in between, all the way down to the end, don't agree that that's a needed piece, then those things will fall apart. And so you need somebody that can really kind of kind of tie all that in together. And so that brings us to our next next bullet point. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that. You know, it's I'm, I'm sure it's very very difficult if you've only got a certain percentage that are ready to move forward with an initiative. You know, it's just going to make things um, make things challenging. Yeah, so let's go into our second point: create a change mm -hmm. leader. What does that mean? 
Yeah, and that that really relates then to that that first piece in all those executives and all those people that can get involved in a large organization, somebody has to lead the the need for change. And it really needs to be at an executive level. You know, we, we've looked at it from mid-levels and like, oh, you're going to be the manager of this or doing that. And at the end of the day, there's so many different thoughts, opinions, ideas, and philosophies and desires to run initiatives in, the, in an organization that if you don't have somebody from an executive level to sponsor and say, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it, and we're, we're going to change the way that we've handled change in the past, then you could quickly find yourself back in the same rotation as what you used to do, right? Which is really the definition of insanity at that point, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, but <laughs> expecting different results. Yeah, yeah I like that yeah, point. Good you know, I always what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I used to say um, you had to have you have to identify and be able to explain why the change is necessary and who it will affect. Uh, I find that to be very helpful along in that same vein that you were just talking about when someone at a leadership mm -hmm. level can articulate that down to anyone that's going to be affected by the change, then that can create a better buy-in because um, until you do that, and if you don't do that, people will never, A, see the change coming. They'll be more resistant about it. They won't understand where your sort of line of thinking or why are we making this change? So I'm a huge proponent of, um, look, explain why we need this change to happen and how it's going to help you. Uh, I think once you do that, you tend to get more people on board, except <clears throat> because, yeah, let's face it, nobody loves embracing the change that we put our employees through in property management. And, and like we have all agreed, it happens all the time. It will always happen. So I love that. Yeah, very good. So number one, everyone must agree. Number two, someone in an executive level needs to be that leader. So now we get to your third point, Dave, which is outline mm -hmm. goals. How does that come into play? Yes, which is super important. So now that you've got your leadership organizational structure going, what you really need to do is define the principles of change that you wish to see. There's many different change management philosophies out there, you know, Cotter's eight steps or principles always comes to my mind. And that's okay. Don't, I would say don't be married to one. Look at them all and decide which of those principles really relate to your organization and how you want to roll things out. And later on in our series, we'll talk about initiative planning sessions and we'll talk about roadmaps that we've created around change management. But that is the, the first key piece of saying this is what change management will do. This is how we'll go about doing it. And this is how really at the end of the day, it's going to affect for us, our values as an organization, our enhancement around the resident experience, and really our financials, you know, and those are the, the main things I would, I would want to share about that is think about how that structure looks like. Don't go in, you know, just like we're doing change management and not pull back a little bit and say, this is how we want to do change management in the organization because Portland's change management philosophies are probably going to be a little bit different than somebody else's and that's okay it's, it's not a cookie cutter situation yeah i love it what do you think mark yeah i agree 100 percent wholeheartedly i mean I, I loved your last statement look everyone's philosophy or ideas on change are going to differ so um i think every company has to determine and evaluate 
again, you know, why are we making this change? How do we align it, execute it? Uh, we're all going to probably handle it a little differently just because of the nature of, of who our employees are. But um, yeah, agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah. To me, goals are, have always been the why. So it's like, mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't, a change may come. There's some process that's going to be, uh, you know, changed out and, and goals really just paint that picture of, okay, this is, this is why we're doing it. And so it takes it on a different mm -hmm. level other than just, you know, leadership saying we're changing this. Now there's like, there's, there's some why to it. So I just love, I love the foundation that's being created with this initial part of the series on, on, on what is involved in, in that change management program. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, then we'll be back and we'll dive into training employees. Are you in compliance? When employees make mistakes, everyone is at risk. Compliance training keeps your employees safe. Jugo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Sexual Harassment Prevention and Training. Learn more about this course at jugohub.com, your helping hand in property management education. All right, welcome All right. back. So let's let's dive into the fourth uh, uh, fourth point here. And I, you Mark, know, can we reset that? Start putting I was just the water. Water. You came back. Oh, that's I, fine. I, I we love water. water. You know, we're <laughs> part of. <laughs> It looked like drink water on water. Podcast, man. It looked like a mustard container at first. I was like, this guy it is does. about it's to like take a big, big old yeah. swig of mustard. What kind of yeah, what kind of liquid refreshments are in that yellow container for <laughs> right, our man. podcast yeah. viewers? He had a big big jar a big jar of Hunt's mustard for, That's right. for a snack. All right. Okay, well, let's go into our fourth point. So training employees. Um, okay, so we've gotten our first one. Everyone must agree. We need a change leader. Mm -hmm. We've got goals. Now we get to this phase of cohesiveness, which is training employees. Take it away, Dave. Yeah. This, to me, is a super valuable point, too. Um, I would just start off with saying that if you're thinking about change management and introducing change management in the organization, chances are you do have a couple champions out there that came from a different organization and they do understand change management. So have conversations with those associates or those employees and identify what they know to start to build out really even those goals and what, is, what do you want that to look like. Um, and the other part is it's interesting as even for when we rolled out change and change management philosophies, a lot of it related back to project management principles and talking about sprints and deliverables and i remember the the first statement came over like we're going to have a, a such and such sprint and we're like where are we running to because can i get starbucks along the way you know because we didn't understand what <laughs> yeah. that meant and so when we start to pull back the layers of really not just change management but project management that helped people being involved understand what where we needed to go the other thing that we found super valuable is we actually pulled in all of our managers and we had an honest conversation with all the managers and said like, hey, here's we, this is how we are as an organization. You know, innovation for us is never going to change. We're always going to innovate. We're always going to pilot things at the community. We just want to be better at that. And there's some, there's some things that we did that probably weren't the best and we want to be better. It was amazing for us when we had that conversation and how we talked about the need for change management in the organization that the associates were like, thank goodness, because 
they they were looking for it. They didn't want to say anything to us. And so I think that was a big piece of it is the the honesty around change management and what it really represents. You know, to and then don't be afraid to change your or sorry, train your associates on the vocabulary of project management and change management because that's really going to help them understand and embrace what you're what you're going to roll out and deliver. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. The other thing I, I, I would I would go ahead, please go ahead. Yeah, I was just I, I just love the fact that you use that expression, the vocabulary mm-hmm. of project management. You know that I, I personally I have gone through that. Just come from one, um, you know, one company to another, or or even just interacting with people at shows. They start talking, and I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What are they? Like, I didn't understand the expressions that they were using. They were very unique to their company. Everyone, at, I was assuming at the company knew what, what that was. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I had to ask the question. So I think of that as a new person coming into an organization, how beneficial that will be to kind of get the company lingo, understand what that vocabulary is so that they can, you know, visualize what that mm-hmm. process looks like. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's beautiful for sure. Okay. Our fourth point, build and keep trust. Oh, love it. Yeah. I love I it. Think, yeah. Hit it. Mark, you, you kind of mentioned this earlier. We think about our associates, you know, our employees, and even saying the word change management freaks people out, mm-hmm. you know, if, especially if they're not ready to embrace philosophies and techniques. So they're probably overloaded, you know, or they don't know how to do it. And so one of the things that we'll really dive into in a whole nother session is how do we communicate the initiatives that we have to talk about the change that we're taking on and embracing inside of the organization and different ways to go about doing that. Because I will share with you this, if we're not hundred percent transparent, and I, I don't mean give away secret sauce information and things of that nature, but if we're not honest to our associates, that this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, we'll lose people. You know, this is this is a environment right now, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, whatever side of the fence you're on, where people are looking for jobs left and right and walking walking out the door pretty easily. And they're doing that for a variety of reasons. And of course, there's always the old statement of what's well, the supervisor, but sometimes it's a good supervisor, but the organization values or philosophies don't fit in. And so if they don't feel like they belong or if they don't understand the why, like you mentioned earlier, Jonathan the why behind the what of what we're doing and how we and why we do that differently from somebody else, they'll easily just become a square peg in a round hole and end up not fitting in. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they, they don't fit in and it's not a good fit for them, but they don't leave. You know, and then we're working through a lot of disciplinary items and it just makes it super hard to, to move forward. So if we want to keep the trust of the employees as we start to share this, be open and honest and be okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect. You know, it, for I struggle with that myself because, you know, people around me say I'm too much of a perfectionist, you know, and I'm working on it. <laughs> but, you know, it's a matter of saying, like, it's going to be okay that it's not going to be perfect. And, you know, then you figure out what went wrong and then you make the adjustment. You know, even in your first set of meetings that you'll end up having, having you know, it won't be a perfect meeting, but then you say what worked what didn't work and let's talk through that. And that those are the things to me that are super important to build trust around change. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I'll tell you, I think it's so you brought up something about how easily our employees today are, um, what's the right word, uh, influenced or um, mm -hmm. to maybe bribed down the street for something, you know, a dollar more here or a dollar more there, whatever. Uh, but I also think there's a lot of value in making, letting these employees have a voice at the table, especially when you're thinking about change management. And if you know that your company will experience a lot of this in the coming future, then create a committee of those peers, of those people. Mm -hmm. So talk about building trust. If you had someone that had a voice at the table that was from leasing, from maintenance, you know, from a tech to a supervisor, to an assistant manager, manager, mm -hmm. like, have everyone's voice be heard if, if that's possible i know some in some cases it's not always possible to create a committee like this for some of the initiatives but when you can that builds great trust because the people in the organization can see there are other people at this table that do speak for us that that know our pain points that can can sort of mm -hmm share our voice and value. And I think more than chasing the dollar down the street, people are looking for their voice to be heard. So you bring up a very mm -hmm. great, valuable point about change management, but also just retaining your employees these days. So nice. Absolutely, Mark. I'm glad you said that because, you know, and we'll talk about this in an upcoming session. One of the things that was important for us is helping our community managers to understand the changes and give input to what the changes are going to be. And so we've created our own community manager council, which is a group of high-end community managers that have been in the business for a long time and have seen Portland grow. And we bounce initiatives and ideas off of them to see what the impact's going to be for their site. And it's amazing and awesome the feedback that we get from them because they want to see Portland thrive also just as much as everybody else. Sure. And we're able to make quick adjustments and make sure things apply. I love that. That's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a couple of things I took away from this too, Dave, you know, we could go off in a whole other series on like communication strategy. So, I mean, the focus is, is here, we need to communicate. And in my experience, there's like, there's two ends of the spectrum. There's over communication when it comes to like redundancies and that can get mm -hmm. very, very, you know, very frustrating because it's like, there's nothing there. It's just repetition or in more cases than not is there's just not enough communication. So mm -hmm. I, I like how you kind of pulled that together where there's, you know, there needs to be plenty of communication and, and not only that, you know, make sure you got to check your communication style because it may make sense totally in, in my head or in yours, but is the way that this is being distributed, is it is that going to take care of, of the vast majority and, and the way that things are being communicated? So I love it. Oh, Build and keep absolutely. trust. No. I, love, I love that you said that. And again, we're probably going on the whole other section. But I don't know how many times I've heard somebody <laughs> said, well, I sent an email on that. <laughs> yeah. it's like, right. Great. Out of the 3,216 emails I have in my inbox, I'll make sure to read the 96-page email that you sent over. You know? We've got to be really cautious on how people accept communication these days, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which which nicely leads into your sixth point. So what a yeah. it's like a a nice you know ladder. We're kind of climbing the rungs here, getting mm -hmm. to the top, 
or if you're looking, I, I, my, in my head, it's like the foundation here. I, we're building this beautiful home and you know, we've got the key things. Everyone agreeing, having a leader, outlining the goals, training the employees, building trust. And now no marriages. I thought that yeah. was such an interesting phrase. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think it's how we also um, focus around Cortland. And I think other companies do this too is, you know, especially as a department leader, whether no matter what department that is, we want results for the, for the company, right? So as we look at those results, we look for different ideas to enhance the business, right? And there's a majority of ideas. And so we end up speaking with vendors who give us great information. We're like, that's a good idea. And that's a great new software. So let's add this. And, or that's another new way we can do this. So let's make this different. And we get so tied in our, in our mind as a department leader or a project owner that this is the next big thing that we end up washing out the feedback. We end up not really listening to the associate feedback of like, this is working or this is not working. We don't take, take the time to look at the data that tells us if this is really working or not. And then we're, we're off to the next item. You know, unfortunately, I've seen situations in companies where they roll out an initiative and three quarters of the way through the initiative, they're like, oh, we changed that and we want to go with something different. It's like, can we take the time to roll out what you wanted? But what we found is that really comes in, into things that we're going to talk about when we talk about connecting the dots is what tools and what techniques can you use to have the right conversations with project owners to determine the change that they want to make and how it does affect the business and help make sure that the right people are involved early in the conversation to say, like, yes, this is the way we're going to lead and this is what we want to do versus letting the mid-level departments and I'm one of them, you know, but I should not be the person making the final decision to run the business. That should be our executive team. And so it's, it's having those right conversations, keeping it strong, but also having to, telling the project managers and having people be okay with, okay, this is not working. Let's cancel it. Let's look at something else. You know, when we talk later about, you know, running a pilot program or before we go to implement, you know, having our everything connected, it's okay to look at that pilot and say, okay, that didn't work and be okay if it didn't work. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, we, we want to own it. So we try to, to circumvent ways that it really could work. And we think, okay, if, if people would only do this differently, we'll make that change. And then we'll just push forward. We end up pushing the initiative so hard and it doesn't even affect the business. So, and we'll talk more about that too as we get into our connect the dot series. Yeah, love it. Mark, any comments or thoughts, my friend? No, I, I agree. I think that follows suit in absolutely everything that we've been talking to, like you said, leading us up to this point. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited about this topic. I know. I I feel like we're both fairly speechless. Dave is just crushing it with this information. It's just this awesome, 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 awesome yeah. stuff. And you know, I like I, that one because I thought, go ahead. No, no, I, I just, on that point, the, the no marriages, you know, I wasn't sure where you were going to, where you were going to go with it. Yeah. But I love it. I absolutely love mm -hmm. it. It's like, I've heard that so many times before. Well, we've already made the decision, you know, and, mm -hmm. And so we're going to do it no matter what, even though you're 75% through and the majority of like, for instance, your pilot program are like, this is not going to work for us. 
you know, be, mm -hmm. be ready as a leader to, Hey, uh, this was a bad suggestion. This was not a good initiative that doesn't align with our company goals or company values. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't be so, don't let your heart get so wrapped up in that initiative that it actually, it hurts, you know, like the company will love the fact that you're like, Hey, the majority mm -hmm. said, this isn't going to work. So we thank you for your work. We love all that you put into it. It's because of your work that we can make a good decision for the better of our organization and not be hooked into something that's just going to cause aggravation and frustration to the team. So that's just, that's my takeaway Absolutely. from that one. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. I would say we'll be so, good if the initiative rolls out and it's successful and we'll be good if the initiative rolls out and it's not successful. You know, sometimes it would be better if we identify early that it's not a good initiative. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know what? This just wet our appetite for the other uh, parts of this series. So for our audience, uh, remember, this is the foundation. So Dave has really laid it out for us, like change management, what it is, and building that cohesiveness. So again, our six points, everyone must agree, create a change leader, outline goals, train employees, build and keep trust, and no marriages. So a great way to kick this discussion off. So thank you, Dave, for for being on the Juvo Hub podcast. We look forward to our the next uh, few episodes that are going to be talking about this in in the future. So Dave, how can people stay in touch with you, my friend? Um, first and foremost, join the other podcasts as they get rolled out because they're going to be very insightful, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, and then easily enough, LinkedIn. It's Dave Sayers. I'm the only one, believe it or not, that has the shaved head. Um, so I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I'm happy to share that LinkedIn message with you. I like it. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Mark, how can people stay in touch with you, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to my website, howlcreativeconcepts.com. Howl is spelled H-O-W-L, like howl at the moon. Um, or you can find me also on LinkedIn at Mark Howell, which is H-O-W-E-L-L. -L. So I look forward to uh, connecting with many of you about any of these topics. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you being on the show. So it's nice, nice panel today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our show. And as Dave said, yeah, make sure you do check out the other episodes that will be coming out in the future um, on this topic of change management. So make sure you subscribe to us, follow us on your favorite podcast station. We also, for those who like video, we are on YouTube. Just search for Juvo Hub, J-U-V-O-H-U-B on YouTube, and you can connect with us there. Until next time, class dismissed. Thank you, everyone. Bye.